Hey everyone, and thanks for tuning in to this week's message. My name's Aaron, and I'm on the staff team here at Eastlake. Everything we do around here depends on the generous donations of our local and online community. People just like you, who tune into these messages and see great benefit from living that idea that life is a gift and love is the point. So if you love what Eastlake is up to, we'd encourage you to contribute by going to eastlakecc.com. With that, let's jump into this week's message. Well, hey, Eastlake, it's Kristen. Um, I'm here with Peter. We're in my living room sitting far apart. Um, and we are bringing this message to you for Thanksgiving. You know, normally um, Eastlake takes a break on Thanksgiving. Um, we take lots of breaks, you all know that. But it felt like this year Thanksgiving was something to uh, really focus on. And it felt like a good time to talk with each other and talk with you about gratitude, about what we're thankful for with this community, um, and kind of also working towards the end of the year on what's ahead. We always take this time, this time of year, to talk about what are we doing next? What are, who are we? What are we going to be moving towards? And so we felt like this was a great time to talk with our community and put something together and have this conversation together about what is Eastlake and what are we thankful for? Yes, we are thankful this is a season where we're focused on gratitude. Even, I mean, a sentence we say every week when we have in-person gatherings and we highlight all the time online, life is a gift, love is the point. The, the first section there, life is a gift, essentially is highlighting that gratitude is important, that gratitude is a practice that we should be focused on. And I think, uh, maybe even as we're kind of kicking this message off, I think this is a season where it's important to recognize the difference between feeling thankful and practicing gratitude. The, the feelings of thankfulness is an internal thing, but practicing gratitude is not really an emotion. It's more of a, a habit or a skill. And I think um, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas, the next kind of season of the year, it's an opportunity, I think, for us as a community to practice gratitude. So I'd encourage you um, to not only have emotions of thankfulness, um, but to practice gratitude. Maybe that's a conversation or a card you'd write. Maybe it's looking somebody in the eye and communicating your appreciation for them. Um, but this is a season where I think gratitude's really important. And uh, I know that Kristen and I have a lot of thankfulness and gratitude for this community. So that's why I wanted to film this and kind of look ahead to the future. Yeah. I think too, especially with everything that's going on in the world, um, a conscious effort towards gratitude is required. Yeah. Because it's, I think more than ever, it's easier now to just be caught up in things that are hard. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are difficult right now. And so I'm thankful for the reminder. <laughs> For sure. To practice um, in, you know, an everyday way. Well, I think the emotion is hard to come by right now. <laughs> the emotion of, man, I'm so thankful. I think um, typically the emotion of feeling thankful will probably follow the actions of communicating gratitude. At least that's the hope. So it's a tough year. So that's I think an it's old Ryan thing, an old Ryan Meeks thing, right? Action Right follows. feelings follow right actions. Yeah. That's like taking it way back. <laughs> yeah, I think it's still true. <laughs> I think yeah. it's still I think it's still a positive thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can hold on to that one. Um, well, I want to start out then by 
a few things that I'm thankful for in relationship these like uh I just mentioned Ryan and um Ryan Meeks I think that transition that we had with him this summer um was a whirlwind I mean Mm -hmm. there was COVID and we were doing all of this over Zoom and we couldn't have a party. We couldn't right. do a proper send off, all of those things. And so um, as we're talking about Eastlake and the things that we're thankful for, I, it would be weird to not say that we're thankful for Ryan Meeks and for starting this place. Yeah, um, The trajectory of all of our lives and journeys, I think was changed because of that guy. So yeah. I'm just really, I'm thankful for him. All the time. Every time I'm doing Eastlake things, yeah, I'm thankful for him. For sure, it's he's completely altered the trajectory of our lives, and I think even how we transitioned was um, was positive. Meaning, yeah, um, I guess so. The way I say that sounds funny. Maybe we're so glad he left. Um, I don't feel that way. I mean, how we communicate. He, he's been in communication with us for a long time on yeah. what he wants to do and what's next. And so, um, Ryan's a great friend. We love Ryan. Ryan, if you're watching. Um, <laughs> We're thankful for you, uh, Ryan and Michelle, and we're just we're just thankful for this community they started because um, without East Lake, I, I can't imagine my perspective and my worldview, which we'll talk about more in a little bit. So thankful yeah. for him. Um, I'm also thankful for you, Peter Gad. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> we've been through a lot <laughs> over the last few years. It's been a lot, and um, I also was thinking through this and how. You haven't spoken a lot in the last few years, um, probably because you're a white guy and we're trying to like not have as many <laughs> white men talking. Um, We've gotten the platform a bit over the yes. years, it seems like. So. But I think, and you've been gracious enough, gracious enough to not, that's not something you like strive for more of, but I think it's important for Eastlake to know like just more about who you are. If you and I are leading this thing together yeah. and I think... Um, I'm so grateful for your stability and for you guys, you need to know Peter is the most like thoughtful, strategic, calm, um, just a really fantastic person who I think is so trustworthy. Mm. And I was laughing because I don't know if you remember this, but way back in the day when we were um, camp, we were at all these different campuses. I do remember those And days. you and I played these opposite roles and we didn't get along very well. Do you remember? I remember. We've been through. We've had some therapy. <laughs> the fire. Know, we've had some therapy. But we were, there was one Sunday and we were at the Ballard when Seattle campus was at Ballard High School. And um, George was like, hey, you guys need to go stand over there against the wall like two little kids. <laughs> do you remember this? He's like, you need to figure out what's going on and why you guys aren't getting along. Um, and we did. We like went over in the corner and we like had this conversation about like rubbing, you know, each other the wrong way or pushing buttons or these things yeah. and that. And but um, ever since then, and even more so these last few years, I'm so thankful for you. Just um, I don't. I wouldn't be here yeah. doing this still if I didn't have your presence. Like just kind of paving the way for saying, I think we can do this. I think it's going to be okay. And so I look forward to hearing more from you. I look forward to our community being able yeah. to hear from your voice um, over this next year. That's nice of you to say. I got to be honest, I did not prep. All <laughs> you don't my, have to say what All you're... of my gratitude for Kristen. <laughs> you don't have uh, to say it. <laughs> But I do feel similarly. I think that we're certainly a team. And I don't think East Lake, with Ryan shifting out this year, that wasn't something that we've been plan- we were planning for months. That was a bit of a whirlwind. And so... 
Um, we're then looking each other in the eye via Zoom saying, do you still want to keep going? Like, I want to keep going, but I definitely want to keep going by myself. We need to do this as a team. So I do think there's a, I appreciate your partnership in this because I think it's critical to you like being here. I wouldn't be here without you either. So <laughs> Thanks. a lot of gratitude for you. Um, and then finally, the East Lake community. This has been a wild ride. No yeah. matter when, no matter when you joined East Lake or became part of it, it's been wild. And I'm starting to feel like this is just the way that it's going to be forever for this organization as long as it exists. But um, this community, you guys have proven how mm-hmm. um, committed you are, how authentic you want to be, how flexible you can be how willing you are to endure and to experiment and to live out loud in just a loving way. And um, we sent out a survey a few weeks ago and have been reading those responses. And honestly, it's been really good for us, for me. Um, I can speak for myself. It's been really good to hear back from people about what Eastlake has meant to them, how excited they are to continue going. but I really think this community is the most unique thing I've ever been a part of. And yeah. it is um, a living organization. It's a living thing because it's full of all of these humans. And even though we're not getting together, um, this this group of us, you guys, um, are the reason this place is so amazingly different than anything I've ever been a part of. So I'm so thankful for those of you who call East Lake home. Thank you. I agree. I love how you shared that. I think it's the most flexible community or group of people that I've ever, that I think could exist. I can't imagine it being more flexible than um, the people that are around. If you've made it this long, if you haven't left yet, it seems like these are your people and you're kind of in it for the long haul. I certainly feel that way about it. Like I'm, I'm in it um, to keep experimenting. You value the experiment. You value uh, the group of people and, and the values that are shared among that group of people. Um, the survey data that we got back was really encouraging. One of the things that stood out was about 80% of East Lakers are tuning in online. Um, so about 80% of you are, are following along or are engaging at, at some level. And I did want to just encourage um, everybody to keep participating online. For those of you that are viewing regularly, keep it up. We've had a lot of great communication from people who are like, I love it. I tune in every week. It's, a thing. it's such a, a part of my rhythm now. I think there's probably another chunk of East Lakers who maybe your primary um, thing you've loved about East Lake in the past has been in-person gatherings or, or seeing, you know, real-life humans at East Lakers, um, looking people in the eye, giving hugs, that kind of thing. I want to encourage everybody, um, if you haven't yet kind of made East Lake a part of your regular, the East Lake content, a part of your regular practice, to do your best to maybe make some changes in your habits and include our online content as a part of your regular rhythm. I kind of think about it um, similar to a gym or to uh, if you were focused on health, maybe you attended a gym before COVID and because of COVID, like that went away. It's hard to go to a gym during uh, 2020. And if you were a person who decided, I want to focus on my health in 2020 and you used to go to a gym, you used to roll out of bed and show up to a place and focus on your health, you had to then change your practice. I know for me, I downloaded an app. I paid for it. I paid for an app, which is like, eh, who wants to pay for an app? And I decided I'm going to work out in the morning in my room, right? Because I want to focus on my health. And I think um, that's kind of the shift that Eastlake has gone through. You used to be able to just roll out of bed and show up to this elementary school and say, I'm going to focus on my spirituality and someone's going to curate it for me, hold my hand, walk me through a meditation, walk me through some practices and share something with me inspirational and I'll be a better person for it. 
because of COVID, that's not an option anymore. So um, for those of you that are tuning in online and have already kind of developed that habit of self-serve spirituality, uh, whenever you're doing that in your week, great job. For those of you that haven't, um, right now, that's, I think, the only way we can provide um, our, our kind of facilitated spirituality is, is by you engaging. And so I would encourage you, if you haven't yet created a rhythm, maybe it's a reminder, maybe it's every Sunday morning, if that's a thing, maybe it's Tuesday afternoons, I don't know what works in your schedule, but some kind of habit of engaging with the content because that's what we got for now. And we hope to have more down the road, but that's what we got for now. So I think it's important to not... Um, to not leave that on the sideline until we can get back together. Like we have this now, so let's take advantage of it. I think um, as I'm thinking about what's next and what in some ways the gift of COVID is, um, there's a lot of things that are really hard about it, but um, it's, it's forced conversations for us. It's forced us to rethink and to look ahead and to re-examine how we even run this community. It's and an opportunity though. I think for there sure. is. I think there is an opportunity in it. It's it critiques um, all of for, like going back to the gym example. It critiques like how much I care about my health. If yeah. I only care about my health if gyms are open, like how much do I really care about my health, right? So I think uh, what COVID has done is it's a disruptor in our life at minimum, and we can kind of complain and whine about it until things are back to normal, or we can look at it as an opportunity to grow. And I think. Um, from the Eastlake standpoint, it certainly forced a number of conversations this year about what type of community do we want to have. And in some ways, it's kind of put a pause on the organization side of things. And it's um, challenged us to well, ask a lot of these basic questions about if we were to start Eastlake from scratch, yeah. how would we structure it? How many in-person gatherings would we have? How many speakers would we kind of have communicate? Um, how would we staff it? How would we create events for people? What would that look like? And so those are the conversations that we've been having this year. Yeah. It's definitely been an opportunity that I'm now thankful for. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I wasn't thankful for the disruption at the beginning, but um, I do feel immense gratitude for the opportunity to stop and say, who, who are we and what are we doing? And is there still a place mm -hmm. for this kind of thing? And I think um, what our conversations have been like is now more than ever, I think we need a place yeah. that encourages this way of being in the world. And I get, you know, I get excited about those conversations of um, the world needs a place where mm -hmm. anyone can come and anyone can check in and can be inspired to live a loving life regardless of where that motivation comes from. Um, so we've talked about what, what does it practically look like to live in a way that we say that life is a gift and love is the point. What does that, what does that look like? And can we still gather <laughs> around that idea? Um, I got an email that I was just telling you about um, a couple weeks ago from someone who was just learning about East Lake, just connecting, watching some videos. And um, she had emailed me about membership. And so I wrote her back and uh, she wrote me this question. She said, well, are the staff members, are the leaders of East Lake still Christian or did you lose that faith along the way? Um, and, I mean, it was a good question, but mm -hmm. it was 
it was the question that makes me think through what are we doing? Who are we? And so, you know, I did, I wrote her back and I said, well, we've been on a journey, that's for sure. And I don't think we would identify the whole church as Christian because the church is people and it's hundreds of people and they all would ascribe to different words and ways of describing their spirituality. And I think some people who go here would describe themselves that way. Some people on staff would still maybe say they have an affinity or a love for or an appreciation for Jesus, but Christian has become this word that some people have a hard time identifying with and honestly is a little small. Mm-hmm. For It's a restrictive mm-hmm. word for what we're trying to do and what we want this place to be. And people, I think, um, what I'm more curious in is whatever your beliefs that you ascribe to, how does that make you move forward in the world? Yeah. How does that make you a more loving presence in practical, helpful ways? Yeah. Um, so. What was her yeah. response? Didn't I feel like you mentioned a response that I thought was positive? Oh yeah, I thought I thought it was going to be one of those like, okay, yeah, not for me. <laughs> totally. Um, but she responded and she was like, "I've. It's really interesting to read that, and I've been on this journey of, you know, she didn't use the word deconstruction, but of letting go of mm-hmm. tradition. Yeah. Um, and really trying to find um, where she lands, and that it's been a painful process and. It's hard, hard, yeah. Yeah. So, but it just made me thankful, like that I could say, um, we're not limited by Mm -hmm. we can't even put into words necessarily what this place is, and that makes me feel an overwhelming sense of gratitude. Yeah, Yeah. I I think it's unique too because when when I heard that story that you shared about the question, which we've received frequently over the years, of how would you define the organization? or the community, and then her response, it reminded me that I just don't think people often have been given the opportunity to um, attend or be a part of a community like that, where we're encouraging people, whether you would describe yourself as Christian or definitely not Christian or conservative or liberal or um, name name the category. It doesn't really matter the, the category because all of those categories are subject to how you define them. Um, but we're actually encouraging all of those categories together um, around the idea of life is a gift and love is the point. I, I don't see that happening regularly. Um, and I think even in this example that, that we had from this, this individual interested in membership, I think it's not really something that's that, that at least I know growing up in a bit more, um, certainly a Christian background and a more restrictive um, perspective, that that was encouraged. It's it's if you you're welcome to attend as long as you agree on mm-hmm. the the correct set of definitions and terms and agreement, right? The T's and C's, the terms and conditions of this relationship. <laughs> as long as you can check those boxes, you're invited, um, and or you're invited until you're open to or until you're able to accept those terms and conditions. And I think Eastlake is unique in that we're trying to get everybody to gather, regardless of whatever worldview you have with the primary aim of growing more in love um, and to being a beneficial presence in the world. I just don't think that that exists for many people. So it's probably a little surprising. Like that's an option. Oh, I didn't even know that that was an option. That's yeah. refreshing. So um, I was encouraged by that story because I think that community needs to exist, especially in 2020. <laughs> for sure. It needs to exist now. And so I think that's what makes me feel thankful and excited for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel really thankful that we have a future right now. Yeah. Um, and 
the things that we can do. And Peter and I have been working and planning. And honestly, the funniest thing is that our plan kind of when it just kind of fell into place really quickly. Yeah. These ideas that we have, the things that we're talking about for 2021. Um, I know I'm super excited about these series that get planned by our content team, um, but I'm doing a series in January that I'm so excited about. Peter's probably so tired of hearing about it. <laughs> I'm but, excited. It's great. Um, I'm doing a series where I'm going to interview people about the evolution of their spirituality. Mm-hmm. And what that has looked like tangibly and practically along the way and what it looks like now. Um, Sarah Hansen, one of our favorite people, is going to be doing a series about grief. There's mm-hmm. a lot that has happened in this world. Um, and I'm not sure that we speak enough to the idea of loss. And um, I just want to get practical um, yet still very deeply spiritual things talked about Um parenting and relationships and love and loss and how you move around in this world. And so I'm I'm very excited about gathering people to talk about those kinds of things. Yeah, I'm really excited for this series. We're, um, I'm really excited to be working with the content team. We, we made this announcement in our last video, but uh, Jason Lewis and Kent Dobson and Bethel Lee are working with Kristen and I on kind of curating and brainstorming the series that we're putting together. Jason's hosting the series that we'll have in December. And then Kristen has her series that she's <laughs> very excited about. Um, but we can hear from Bethel and Kent and um, these different awesome thought leaders who are creating fantastic content that is going to help us live as a beneficial presence in the world. So I'm certainly excited about that team that's been helping us. Uh, we're also excited about just um, having our content be a little bit more easily accessible. We've shifted a little bit so that our messages, you can listen to them primarily in video or on YouTube, or you can listen to those via podcast only. You can just download your favorite meditation and follow along that way if you need a meditation at a random time in the day. You can just click that meditation directly. And we're also excited about um, just other types of content, getting stories out there and blogs from East Lakers, uh, different ways that we can build community and facilitate helpful content um, through our online platform. So I'm excited for all that in 21. Um, And some new voices too. Like having that content team means they get to invite Mm -hmm. people that we don't even know um, to speak to this community. So it'll be fun to get some new voices and hear from people that we don't know yet. Yeah, for sure. I think think even the opportunity of how our models shifted this year I, I do get excited for the future of what does church in the next, um, in, of the future look like? What is a community of the future? I mean, that's we, Peter's, that's one of your favorite things to talk about. Peter yeah. for years has been talking about the model. The model. The model of church and what are we doing? This has been, I mean, this is years and years of conversation. So this is like very exciting for you. <laughs> it is. It's super exciting. Well, I I also run the numbers. Um, and, <laughs> and so there's a reason why I think um, the model we should be open to the model changing. The model is very expensive. It requires tithing. Um, and tithing is a, temper, is, it's a, if you're not familiar, it's a, it, it tells people to give a certain amount. Typically it's 10% of their income. That's a lot of money for people to give. Um, Eastlake doesn't teach that. We haven't taught that for years. And so I think, um, I think the model <laughs> is ripe for, um, for evolution. It's time for, uh, I think it's time for that to change. So I get excited. I mean, if you think about even Eastlake before COVID, we had about 30% of our community is primarily online and about 70% was in person. Um, COVID then flips that to, if you want to be a part of Eastlake, it's 
virtually 100% online. As we come back to post-COVID life, um, I just get excited to think about what, what does a use of technology as a part of our community look like? Um, I know for me, I, I'm in corporate world and before COVID, having your Zoom call camera on was not common. It wasn't a <laughs> thing where you would just always have your camera on. And post-COVID, cameras are always on. Like the idea of looking another human in the eye virtually is not weird anymore. And that changed because of COVID. So I get excited to think about like, how's church gonna change? And what are the expectations that we put on an in-person gathering versus an online mm -hmm. um, experience? And um, hopefully in 2021, 20, um, we'll have even more people participating in our online groups and more people participating in, in accessing our online content because um, technology is there and it's very cost-effective uh, <laughs> to get great ideas and helpful content out into the world. People are doing it all over the world and, and all sorts of mediums. And so I get excited for the church uh, for the church world or spiritual communities to get on board with that because I think it's helpful. Um, and I think it's moving that, moving the model prolongs Eastlake. It helps Eastlake, it sustains Eastlake. It makes, makes what we're doing possible. So that's why I get excited on it. Yeah. I think more than anything, I'm just excited about our big why. I'm excited that, that Eastlake exists and that there's a community that is focused on uniting people regardless of their backgrounds or their beliefs or what they ascribe to. Um, I think a community that's focused on worldview um, is really important. And I think, as I'm reflecting even on this year and in our nation, obviously it's a very divided time. It's a polarizing time, especially if you're online, you can find people who agree with you and people that are the worst, uh, depending <laughs> on your beliefs or agreements. And I think a community that's focused on love as its primary headline, um, that it's the top of the pyramid is love and living as a beneficial presence in the world. I think that's important and necessary um, to help heal and to help unite people with different backgrounds and values. Um, I think there aren't, a, it doesn't seem as if there's a lot of organizations or a lot of communities focused on helping people have a healthy worldview. And I think mm -hmm. it's, it feels, maybe this isn't true, but it feels easier than ever to have an unhealthy worldview, that there's all sorts of bad ideas out there that are growing in popularity. You can find anybody in the world um, to partner up on a bad idea, it feels like. That's, that's, well, that's, the, that's the challenge of, I think, this, um, this age, the internet era. You can connect on all sorts of bad ideas. Um, so I think an organization that's trying to promote good ideas and healthy thinking um, is important and is gonna help um, help move us into the future. I, I kind of think of it as what Eastlake has done for me, it's helped me recognize that I have bias. It's helped me recognize that I have a worldview, that my worldview isn't reality, that I don't own objective reality, that I have a worldview, that I grew up in Eastern Washington, that I'm a straight white male, that I have power and I have um, things that I, that I don't have um, going for me, privilege that I, I do have and privilege that I don't, that others have that I don't. Um, and so to wake up to that has forced me to realize that, oh, and there's other people's perspectives too. It's kind of like Eastlake told me I had glasses on and, and then I could like look at them and decide, hmm, like, that's Peter Gad's view of the world. That isn't reality. And I just went to the eye doctor a couple <laughs> weeks ago. And when I went to the eye doctor three years ago, this prescription was perfect and they tweaked it a little bit. It's like they gave me a 2021 update. Um, and they said, yeah, let's just make it a little bit clearer so that you can see the world a, a little bit more accurately. And I think that's what the business of Eastlake is. It's to help people recognize, oh, you grew up with a prescription. 
you didn't grow up with reality? And how can we tweak it to make it a little bit more focused on love, a little bit more focused on hope and helping people walk into the future with um, something that's going to make the world a better place? So I get excited about that organization existing. That's why we're working on it. That's why we have this bare bones crew of people that are putting out content into the world and thinking ahead and dreaming ahead to what life might be like once we can gather back together in person. We do want to say thank you um, to this community of people that are donating regularly to Eastlake. Um, we have so much gratitude. The fact that you're even able to watch this video and watch the content that we're putting out online is because of uh, people making regular contributions. Yeah, absolutely. We want to say thank you to those of you who have continued to give throughout this process of change and evolution, um, and even more so just recently with COVID. Um, those of you who contribute regularly have made this possible to keep providing content on a you know, weekly basis um, and to allow us to dream about what we could keep doing. And so mm -hmm. every time your names come through and we see those people, it just, I'm, I'm so grateful because sometimes it feels like we're in this little Zoom box Isolated. of like, um, should this keep going? And so when we look at all the names of people who um, are giving to it, it just makes me feel so thankful. Sorry, I just touched my microphone, I think. But um, it just makes me feel so thankful because it shows me that there are people who want this kind of place. Mm -hmm. People who have been changed and want that to be a possibility um, for others. Yeah. And so thank you so much. And then, um, you know, this is the end of the year and we do want to encourage people who call East Lake home or who have found value here to consider making a contribution for the end of the year. Yes, the model is changing and the model is different, but we are a nonprofit. And so at the end of the year, we look at our budget and what we can do for the next year. And so as we talk about mm -hmm. What do we want to do in 2021? What kinds of things do we want to provide? What kinds of opportunities? What kinds of, um, you know, online classes or speakers or all of these things that we're talking about? Um, we would, you know, ask you to consider making a contribution if Eastlake is valuable to you. So yeah, I think as we wrap up this kind mm -hmm. of message of gratitude and future of Eastlake and all these things that um, we're feeling thankful for. We were talking about stories of people, East Lakers that we've talked to. And um, like I said, I'm planning this series for January and I was talking on the phone to Benji Dankwa, who's gonna be sharing, I'm gonna interview him. And um, in the process of our conversation, he was talking about his, um, the evolution of his spirituality and faith was not necessarily losing or leaving a bunch of things behind, but just opening up to who he's always been. And um, I feel like that's the business that we're in is gathering these groups of people together to just say, who have you always been? Mm -hmm. And how can we help you be that way? Because I think who we've always been, who we've always been made to be are people who live in love mm -hmm. and that that's what the world needs and that's what it takes to move forward and live and have a healthy worldview. Yeah. And so... I'm just so thankful. We're thankful for you, Eastlake, for all of you who are um, just leaning into who you've always been meant to be. And thank you for making this a community that does that, yep. that allows that 
that encourages that no matter what the answer to that is. Um, that's who we are. We're just people who are authentically moving forward in love. And that's what we're excited for. So thanks for being with us. We hope you have a great end to one of the worst years ever. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and we can't wait to be with you in 2021.